Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Alice. Hey, Greg, what are you doing here? Hey, what do you mean? What I, Allison, where, did you, where did you come from, Greg? I came from the world of childish, and I just want to make sure that your listeners know that you're just as wonderful on the on the other podcast you do. What if they don't have kids? Don't need them. You don't need them. <laughs> A lot of our listeners actually tell us they don't have kids. We talk about sex. We talk about all sorts and, of dirty stuff, yeah. but also parenting stuff. Yeah. So check out Childish new episodes every Wednesday wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everyone! Hi, hello! Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm sitting here in the pod cabin with Tony Thaxton. Hello. hello. The audience has spoken. I've received two very sharply worded <laughs> tweets this morning from people saying they are tired of us talking about the termite story. So I think we should officially, softly move on. Oh, it's not you're not ready to fully commit to moving. No, on, I'm not because the last time I tried to move on, I the the audience revolted. They're like, we need to hear this. Define revolted. Sent some tweets that were, but they were passionate. How how many? How many passionate tweets are we talking? Like two or three. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I know, but I only only received two from people saying, like, I'm going to come to your house and hunt you down if you mention termites again. I mean, that's that was the. I mean, there's passion on both. Look, there's. I was going to say there's fine people on both sides, but I'm not even going to pollute this podcast with that. There's passion on both sides. So anyway, let's mm-hmm. talk about something more pressing. Okay. I've got a bone to pick with you. Uh-oh. What did zone. I do? You were gone for a month. Uh-huh. And now you're leaving again. You just, just came I back. Know, but and I'm now not you're going, leaving again. I'm going for less than a week, though. I know, but... But this was part of the deal all along. You knew this. What was part of the deal? That I had the, the, these last little chunk of shows were separate than this. Uh, but I don't think I knew <clears throat> that it was like, oh, I'm back. No, I'm gone. I didn't know that it was going to be so fast. I, uh, what, what would you like me to do? How do we solve this? Quit the band? <laughs> <laughs> I hang mean, on. hey. Hang on one it'll second. Be, it'll... <clears throat> I mean, you could keep talking. I just have to clear my throat. <laughs> I don't know why I needed <laughs> silence at the podcast table. Um in fact, it would have been better if I cleared my throat over there and you had kept talking. Listen. Yeah. I feel like someone's going to misunderstand. I don't know why I'm like caring so much about tweets right now. I think it's because I just received those sharp tweets that <laughs> made me go, ouch. Um, someone's going to misunderstand me. I don't want you to quit the band. I'm joking. You go out. Joking. You continue drumming in Motion City soundtrack. You have a gold record and everything. You must continue. I'm just saying I feel like, wow, you're, gonna, you're leaving so soon. I know, but I'll be right back. And then I'll how be... fast are you leaving again? Not till uh, just for a couple of days in May. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. We'll yeah. see if you hold to that, though, because you guys are like, oh, we're sold out here. We're sold out here. I guess we have to add more shows. I can't help it that the people demand it. <laughs> no, it's I like know. the termite update. <clears throat> I you know? know. I know. We are, we are at the whim of our people, Tony. Right. Let's introduce our guest. 
He is an actor. He's also a producer. His name is Drew Van Acker. You saw him as Jason De Laurentiis on five seasons of Pretty Little Liars. And what I can't remember, but he'll tell me as soon as he arrives, is whether there were more than five seasons or uh, if his character was just in it for five seasons. I'm getting a nod. That means that there were more. I watched the show and I can't quite remember what happened to his character. You've also seen him in Titans, Training Day, Devious Mates, Tower Prep, and now he is starring in the quirky spy comedy Spy Intervention, which comes out on February 14th on Video On Demand and theaters. So when you hear this, it's out already. He's also an executive producer in the movie. Drew Van Acker, hello, welcome. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you guys taking the time. How's it going? It's it's going really well. That was an amazing intro, by the way. Oh my god! I well, feel thank really you. important. I feel really welcome. Do you, I did I like properly fluff <laughs> you? you? Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. Build it's, you up. Um, I I I came out of my body for a second. I was like, wow, who is this Drew Van Acker? You're like, I would like to meet him. <laughs> I want to see what he's all about. Mm. Yeah. Um. Now <laughs> you. A couple things, yeah. a couple things that we need to address. Sure. One, you rocked out a little bit to my song, which I love. Absolutely. Do you play music? I play music, yes. Because well, only a true a, musician yes. would well, recognize the wonder of my song, okay, is what okay. I'm suggesting, I guess. I don't know if I would call myself a musician. Okay. But I do play music. Mm-hmm. I like music, if that's what you're Yeah, you're I mean, It's clearly. catchy, and I know that that's going to be in my head for a long, long time. That's the hope. What <laughs> and do that's you, the goal, isn't it? Yes, that's it is. That's the goal. I knew it would be. What do you play? Um, I play the ukulele right now, which is my thing, because it's something that it was given to me as a gift and I couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. I, it just, it's different from the guitar. Yeah. Um, and I'd play the guitar and it just, it was, it was, it's easier, but it's just, it was just different for me. The, like my fingers, it just, it didn't seem right. Right. Um, so I've been doing that a lot. I've been playing the ukulele a lot. Um, I played the piano when I was younger, mm-hmm. but nothing serious. That's why I, I stay away from the musician um, title. Ukuleles are tuned in a counterintuitive way, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like the, Top string is uh, it's high, low, higher, higher, yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's that about? <laughs> <laughs> I brought you on to interview. Yeah, you about you're ukuleles. asking the wrong person. To be honest with you, you're asking the wrong person. Should we uh, ask the musician who keeps leaving? Ask. <laughs> Do you know Tony? I, I don't. I mean, I, I knew that they were they uh, had a weird tuning like that, but I couldn't tell you why. I can I can see if I can find an answer. Sure. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that is. We'd have to ask Mister. Ukulele himself, but um, would that be like Don Ho? <laughs> <laughs> who is who is Mr. Ukulele? I do not know, but yeah, it's um, it's 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 kind of a hobby, as mm-hmm. I think the best way to describe it, because it's it's like so small, and like I just leave it right by my couch, so I'll just pick it up. You know, my fiance is like, really, right now, you know what I mean? right now, and I'm just like strumming, trying to learn mm-hmm. new songs and stuff. So um, it's kind of off the cuff, but and now are you trying to play non ukulele songs on the ukulele Both. or? Both. I started playing like ukulele songs, like the typical like ukulele songs. Um, but now I'm trying to learn. Um, oh God, the, the the title it's an Eddie Vedder song. Um, oh, the the name is the name has slipped has slipped me, but it's an Eddie Vedder song from um, 
the Into the Wild soundtrack because mm. he does a lot of ukulele and, cool. and the whole soundtrack is, is you know it's featured a lot so I was right. like oh I love that I want to try to learn that but your fiance is not on board she's on board except for when she's trying to watch a show <laughs> <laughs> or when it's Monday night and the Bachelor's on or something <laughs> she's like can you just put it to put it to the side and like, I'm like try quietly trying to strum you know what I mean well, yeah just tell her be glad you don't play the drums <laughs> <laughs> seriously yeah but it's 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 definitely um it's definitely a hobby yeah i haven't gotten too serious about it yet you haven't gone pro no i haven't gone pro the other i'm not th- leaving to join a band <laughs> the other thing i want to address <laughs> was right before we started you said oh do i need headphones yeah and which one are better and you picked up two pairs and you were looking at them and then i said like some kind of asshole like i went those are mine <laughs> and i i sounded like such no, a jerk no 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 it's totally understandable this is your show well and you need to have the right headphones yeah it, i just these are the ones that i always wear and they had migrated to that side of the table but i didn't need to say it with <laughs> like a, you know a, a lunchroom bully i didn't get that so that's no. That's a good thing. Okay. Are you I getting didn't it get, I really, no, I, I am now a little bit. I'm, well, I'm going back in my yeah. head and I'm going, You're, did she? Did she come off like that? I guess that? it was a little snappy. It was a no, little aggressive. No, I didn't get it at the moment. I didn't okay. The moment. Well, the I listener doesn't completely. know that you are so used to your diamond encrusted headphones that you wear. Yeah, you guys should see right. these. Yeah. They're, they're pink. They got rhinestones <laughs> all over them. Yeah. There's I have some fur coming out on the side. Got someone fanning me because I get, they get, they're heavy and they're hot. But yeah. I need them. Mm-hmm. I need them. And it's not even for the sound. It's more just for the visual. Yeah, I get it. So Drew Van Acker, yes. uh, you star in Spy Intervention. Yes, I do. And you're a producer of the movie. Uh, tell me what drew you to this project. Oh, man. Yeah, a lot. A lot. I, I, was, doing, um, I was doing a film with the producers uh, prior to this called Lifelike. And we'd gotten you know about a quarter, almost you know, finished the film and... They'd approached me and said, you know, we have this this project, this new film we're trying to get off the ground. We think you'd be perfect for it. Um, and they sent it to me and said, read it, you know, over the weekend and let us know. I read it and um, it was smart. It was it was catchy. And it was this um, this story that I kind of related to mm-hmm. a little bit in a way. And um, I think as an actor, we all kind of go through that adventure versus security, um, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, battle. I, I definitely do. Um, so so it just kind of spoke to me in a way. And then my next my next biggest thing was to talk to the producers about who can we get to direct this that would make it something that we haven't seen before, something fun, something um, unique, you know, that that would take the this kind of spy genre slash semi parody and do something really really fun with it and mm-hmm. different. And and that's when we met. And that's when we met um, Drew Milray who directed the the film and we sat down with him, you know, pretty early on. And I think I had a lot of ideas as to the type of creative I am and the type of artist that I am. And as soon as we sat down with him, I was like, okay, I'm not that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is that person. This is the creative. This oh, is, I see. You know what I mean? Were you considering directing it? No, no, I wasn't. But I think I just went into the meeting having all these ideas and mm. having these thoughts and and he came i think having read the script two days prior and he came with uh, so much knowledge and so much preparation and so much creativity that it kind of just blew me out of the water i was like oh i see i see how it's supposed to go um do you happen to remember and it's okay if you don't but do you happen to remember any like particular idea he had where you're like oh yeah that's 
Yeah, I, like I do. That. I do in particular. He had a bunch of he had a bunch of Spike Jones clips from videos Spike had done, and um, um, oh, I think it was a was it a fragrance or something he had just done with an actress. And he goes, this is kind of the tone that I want to set mm-hmm. and for the dance scenes and all this stuff. And, and one of the producers and I were just kind of like blown out of the water. Um, and, you know, I've said this before, but it just felt it felt like in that moment um, it was his. Mm-hmm. And we kind of just stepped out of the way. We both <laughs> called each other afterwards. And I was like, this guy's special. You know, he's a special he's a special talent. Um, and the train had just kind of left the station from mm-hmm. there. He, 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 he kind of took it and ran with it in ways that. I think for me personally, and you know, I can speak for the producers as well. We just, we didn't have any, anything close to that kind of expectation of what he was capable of and Mm -hmm. just the ideas and how creative and and fun he made it, you know? Um, So, yeah. I feel like we should explain what the movie's about just so that when, (laughs) (laughs) let him guess. (laughs) So that when you say that you related to that, like choosing between adventure and security, so it makes more sense. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, the, the story follows, it's sort of a, um, a fairy tale, fable, um, spy genre film. Mm-hmm. So it's, it follows my character, Corey Gage, who is the, the spy archetype. You know, he's an international um, super spy, if you will. And uh, he's living the life. You know, he's living the life of adventure and, and um, um, excitement and mystere. And he meets a woman and he falls in love. And he chooses to kind of leave all that behind and, and settle down in the, um, the, the life of suburbia. And things quickly, you know, kind of unravel. And it's really not what he thought it would be. And he's kind of battling, you know, the old old Corey versus this new Corey. And that's kind of the adventure versus security mm-hmm. aspect of it. And, you know, his old spy cohort, played by Blake Anderson, um, decides it's time for a spy intervention. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and Corey's kind of thrown into this idea of saving the world one last time or saving his marriage, which do you choose? Mm-hmm. Um, and he thinks that by doing one, it will save the other. So you kind of see all that unfold in this really quirky, um, unique kind of fable in a spy world. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like the whole movie takes place in those dioramas that right. are in the beginning of the film. Um, and the acting is is very present and real and grounded in their reality so you know all the actors it's like you don't know you're in this crazy outlandish it's all very real to you mm-hmm. um even though the effects and and the models are all you know absurd obviously and you you use the word parody <laughs> yeah because i was it's interesting because it's definitely playing with characters and tropes that you've seen before. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like a straight up parody. No, that's the thing too is we, we, we didn't want you know people to think that it was a straight up parody. And that's kind of why I said like a semi, yeah. you know what I mean? Semi parody because it, it's, not, it's not a parody for all aspects of what that, you know, mm-hmm. what that means. It's more of um, just like just, just how you, you, we looked at this spy, this spy genre. Um, it's it's something that I think a lot of people hear spy and they they instantly go to James Bond. Right. You know what I mean? You instantly go to that theme of, mm-hmm. of a story, you know? And we wanted something that was going to be the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, you know, that in it, but it's also something that is, it kind of pokes fun at those in a little bit, you know, with the, with the models and the, um, 
you know, the CGI and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So the, you mentioned the dance scenes and I had actually yeah. made a note. I wanted to ask you about that. Um, <laughs> you're like, what is going on? Well, it, what, what grabbed me about them is that, that it feels like they're choreographed to the music, mm-hmm. but it's not like a musical dance number no. in like, so how can you talk about yeah, that? Absolutely. The dance was something that, you know, we had talked, um, with Milray about, and we, we brought in a choreographer and we wanted to kind of, we knew the songs we were going to do and, and we wanted to kind of create something for the the music, but it also had to be something that was outlandish mm-hmm. and something that you wouldn't see. And you know what I mean? But to the actors, it's very real. Right. You know what I mean? To the characters, it's very, it's very real and it's very, you know, this is the moment. Um, but then to the audience, it's like, what is going on? Yeah. There? Well, it's really what interesting is because mm-hmm. what is, is it called state music? There's some term for when as the audience, you hear music and the character in the scene either does or doesn't hear the music. Oh, I think it's yeah. called. St- I think the term is state music, something like that. I, I think yeah, Tony's yeah. going to look it up. Um, and like, are these characters? He- I mean, I guess are they hearing that music? But they're but in the scene where they are, they're like it's not playing in the restaurant. Say, <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's not. Um, it's just it's just them kind of living that reality. Yeah, because like I said, it's it's almost it's like a it's a fantasy. It's mm-hmm. almost like a fairy tale. You know. Um, and I think the, the the best way somebody described it to me, I think it was Milray, um, just just thinking of the whole movie taking place in those little miniature dioramas, dioramas you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, for me, it just kind of like, it makes sense when, mm-hmm. you, when you see it from that perspective. And that's kind of what, where the dance scenes fall into, you know? Right. The absurdity of it all. So you <laughs> were born in Nebraska, right? Yes. And then you went to Tosin? Towson, 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 yeah. mm-hmm. which is also where Amy Schumer went. Did I believe. she really? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. No way. Uh, 99% sure. Um, wow. actually, Tony, can you look that up too? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> just over I know. Like, uh, I'm but you on. went there on a soccer scholarship, right? Mm. And then you switched to acting. Mm. Well, I didn't switch. I was, I was doing acting in high school, but I played sports my whole life. Um, so when I got to New Jersey, I grew up, I spent like my formative years in South Jersey. Mm-hmm. So when I got to New Jersey, you um, did, um, wait, you mean before college? Before college. There? Yeah. Had, I played, you had your family moved there? My family moved there. Yeah. My family had moved to New Jersey when I was, um, when I was pretty young. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I was kind of thrown into sports, you know, soccer, everything, basketball, baseball, um, at a pretty early age and soccer just kind of stuck. It was something that I, I don't know. I excelled at, I guess. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was it just came natural. Um, and then going to school, yeah, it was like, okay, well, I don't know what I want to do. I know I want to play soccer. I know I don't want to do it professionally, but um, I had always been into acting. And I had done creative drama in high school. And I had done you know, writing for the stage and things like that. Because I knew it was something that interested me, even in middle school. Mm-hmm. But as being in small towns, you just don't. You know, you don't know. You right. don't know what that means. I thought actors were literally pulled from the sky and put in <laughs> movies. I had no idea what this meant. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like this weird kind of like secret dream that mm-hmm. I had that only my sister knew about. You, you didn't tell your parents? No, my parents didn't really know. Like my sister and I would talk about it mm-hmm. and she'd always be like, well, you should take acting classes and when you're in college, she was helping me pick electives and mm-hmm. stuff. And she's like, well, take this, take that. Um, and so I did, you know, I was I was majoring in I think it was business, uh, is this marketing or management? I can't mm-hmm. remember. I think it was marketing. <laughs> um, and cause you know, it was just, it was one of those, it was safe. I didn't right. know what I wanted to do. So, and I was taking acting 101, 204 and all these stage classes in college that I just thought, why not? 
you know, fill, fill the time and I can do this little secret passion, you know, on the side. And, um, I ended up long story short, going to a convention in the town and they were like, you know, you got to come to New York. And I went to New York, um, signed with an agency. Mm -hmm. And then I was commuting back and forth from New York to Maryland. Um, doing like extra work, trying to get my SAG card, just figuring it out, doing mm -hmm. print stuff. This is when you were still in college? This is when I was still in college. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, and then I left school because I, I ended up getting a little bit of trouble um, for uh, for doing print work and stuff like that. Why did you get in trouble for that? You're at a Division One school, you're not allowed oh. to. Oh. Yeah. Because you were playing soccer Division yeah. One. Yeah. Wait, you, actually, I said, oh. Because I, uh, so I understand the words you're saying, but I actually don't understand the rule. Well, when you're at a Division One school, um, and I don't actually know if it's Division One versus two or three. I'm just mm -hmm. saying this was a Division One school, right? Um, and you're on a scholarship. You you know can't um, earn money, earn money from outside sources, um, and all these things. And you know it's a it's a rule that they go over in the beginning of the year, but no one's really listening, mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of thing. And so um, my coaches called me in, the athletic director, and they said, you know, this is you. And they had a Cosmopolitan magazine. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you know. And it was like this moment where it was what like was this, it, was an, it was just me like sitting on a stoop with my, I was like this or something. Like my, the thinker. My, yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> the thinker. And it was like um, wannabe actor, division one athlete. It had this whole little bio. Uh, you know, it was just a half a page or something. Uh -huh. And it was so cool for me at the time. Yeah. It was like so amazing. But it didn't go over well. <laughs> they, they were like, you know, you're going to um, have to do all these things. You're going to lose your eligibility. And did, it was, did no warning or anything. Mm -hmm. It was just like, boom. So I kind of felt like, all right, I don't want to do this professionally. Mm -hmm. I don't want to come back to this school. If, you know, I, one, I can't afford it. Two, it's, you know, I don't, I don't have my eligibility. What am I going to do? Just sit, you know? What does not having your eligibility mean? Like you're not eligible to play this season. Oh. So you come, like, so Just I would have lost. All for this little half-page yeah, Cosmo so thing? I lost my uh, junior year. So I would have lost my junior year and then been able to come back my senior year. Mm -hmm. It was just a whole thing. So um, to wrap it up, I, I just told my parents, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave. Kind of felt like I didn't have a choice, but I'll finish up community school or wherever. And um, I kind of secretly knew that I was going to go up to New York. Mm -hmm. Just hadn't told my dad yet. <laughs> And, um, you know, I told him, I was just honest. I said, I want to go up to New York and give us a shot and see where it goes. And, um, you know, the rest is, the rest is history, I guess. So I need yeah. to hear more about your relationship with your parents, but we, we got to close the loop. <laughs> did Amy Schumer go yeah. to Towson? Yes. yes, she did. She and did. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Is it a big school? It's a decent sized school. Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say, it's not quite as big as like, you know, University of Maryland, but mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's a division one pro program. So. And then uh, state state music. I didn't see anything for state music, and I, the term I know of for if it's if it's music that is the characters are hearing the characters it. are hearing it. It's called diegetic music. Mm. Interesting. But I've never heard state music. I well, so find Daniel anything. said Daniel's my husband. He yeah. said state, and I was like, that I don't think that's a thing. And then <laughs> so I looked it up. Mm. <laughs> I, I was his Tony, yeah. uh, and then I saw something that said it's like diegetic, but uh, in the industry, the term is state. Uh, but oh, if I'm getting it right, yeah, that's what I read. I, I don't know where I read that though. Maybe on Wikipedia. I can I can what was keep the, digging. What was the word? Diegetic. Diegetic. Yeah. Interesting. Sounds like the L. Ron Hubbard, <laughs> right? Sponsoring it. Because <laughs> I'm going to take that little bit of knowledge mm -hmm. and you know I'm going to use it. Do later, it. At, later in life. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'm impress, hoping that it, <laughs> impress some friends and coworkers. <laughs> They're going to be like, isn't it state music? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we're in the industry, and yeah. that's what we call it. Um, what's your relation? What, what are your parents like? My parents are great. Um, 
they're divorced now, but um, they're great. You know, they were always pretty supportive of what I wanted to do. Um, you know, supportive of the sports and and whatever. And I know my mom was very supportive of me. You know, taking off from school and just you know doing what I wanted to do and figuring it out. My dad was a little more hesitant. He mm-hmm. was kind of like, "Well, let's finish first, and then we'll see." Um, but it didn't take long, you know, to kind of convince him. Like, he, I think he just saw quickly that this was something I really, really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were always supportive. You know, they always kind of had my back. And especially going up to live in, you know, Harlem, New York City, and at you know, twenty years old, was um, was probably pretty interesting for them, mm-hmm. you know, to to say the least. To see that kind of unfold because we also you know my, they, they're from small towns as well we're all from the midwest and you know that was kind of the nature of our reality we've all you know been out we're not sheltered but right um to have their their youngest move to new york city harlem nonetheless um at 20 years old was probably a little daunting but and what do your parents do or what um, do they do nothing anymore my mom worked at a jewelry store mm-hmm. um, for a while in town um, which was great because she helped me get a ring right <laughs> Um, and my dad worked for a company called Oki Data. They do like um, printers and fax machines. Mm-hmm. And uh, he worked there for a long time. Started at um, GE, RCA, and kind of, we, that's why we bounced around. And then finally ended at this company, Oki Data. And he was doing sales for a while and then managed up to regional VP and stuff like that. So he was a business guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Hence you majoring in <laughs> hence business. Hence why I wanted to be a business Whatever man, it was, so yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that was the, the, the safe, you know, I, I don't know what your experiences or what your background is in college or anything, but in, you know, the East coast, it was just kind of like, if, you know, it was just like the natural thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like you go to college and if you don't have a set plan on what you're going to do, it was like, okay, business is safe because you mm-hmm. can always use a business degree right. you know, no matter what. So that was kind of my thought process. But in the back of my mind, I knew I just, it just wasn't. It just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and I think they knew that too. I think my parents knew that pretty early on. But um, yeah, they, they were great. They're great. You said you're the youngest. How many siblings do you have? I have an older brother who's two years older than me. And then I have an older sister who's about four years older than me. Mm-hmm. So The one who helped you choose classes. Yes. Yeah. So you went to New York at 20, lived yeah. in Harlem. Um, yeah. And then what kind of work were you doing? I was doing everything. I was um, stripping. No. Uh, <laughs> I was just, you know, trying to get my SAG card. That was the thing. That mm-hmm. was like the thing when I went up there. I was like, oh, you got your SAG card? I'm like, what? Because were you what not SAG? able, was there a lot of work you weren't able to get because you didn't have it? Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I want to pretend I was going up there and like, you know, auditioning for movies and stuff, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the case. You know, it was like, you know, let's get you an extra gig. And like, mm-hmm. you know, I had, I was into a commercial agency. I didn't even have like an actual acting agency. So it was a lot of, um, what commercials can you get or like, you know, get, or do this many extra jobs and get your SAG card. Mm-hmm. Once you have your SAG card, then you can do this commercial or right. this TV show or whatever. Um, so that's a lot of what it was. It was like this, I just remember this overwhelming need to get the SAG card. It was mm-hmm. like this golden ticket that, that, you know, everybody had. And, um, I, I just remember feeling like, you would talk to other people who are doing extra work with you and stuff, and they're like, oh, yeah, I got one more. All I need is one more, you know, and then I got my SAG card. And I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> How many you know? do you need? I don't really know what it is anymore. Uh-huh. I don't know, but I remember back then it was like you need three. Oh, man. I'm going to sound like an idiot. Um, you need three, like, official vouchers mm-hmm. to get your SAG card. And I don't know what those official vouchers are. I think it had to be three. You had to be an extra on, like, three SAG productions. Mm-hmm. 
to get the voucher. Right. And then once you have that, you need three of those. And Did you like doing extra work? I, I actually kind of did. I did. I got to meet, you know, um, I got to meet Robert De Niro. I got to meet Alec Baldwin, you know, and, um, what shows were those? 30 rock was uh-huh. the Alec Baldwin and then Robert De Niro was doing the good shepherd. Uh-huh. Um, with Angelina Jolie and Matt Damon. Um, so it was like for, for being a kid, you know, it was just like this mind blowing experience. And, and then being on set, it was like, okay, this energy and this thought, like this life, like it wasn't even like the stars of it. It was just this, this energy of being on the set. And like, I needed to be there. I needed to ex- expand on the idea and like understand if this is truly like what I want to do or mm-hmm. understand what this acting really is. Cause the only thing I had done as far as actual acting was on a stage in, in high school mm-hmm. or, or, you know, in college, you know, so film acting was very new. Mm-hmm. Television acting was very new. So, um, I knew that I kind of loved the idea of it, but I didn't know what it would be. Right. So I was doing a lot of that. I was doing a lot of print work, a lot of extra work, a lot of, um, and print work, um, modeling. Yeah. Like, that's how I got the Cosmo. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's tech, you know, that that had nothing to, they were like wannabe actor. They can't even say up becoming actor <laughs> because I had never done anything. Right. Um, so it was more just a pic. I think like, was, were you modeling clothes? Yeah. In ads and stuff? I think mm-hmm. I had a blue shirt on. I want to say I had a blue shirt on and je- blue jeans sitting on the stoop. chin on your hands. <laughs> yeah. Nobody Pensive. can see what I'm doing right now. I know. But, I can't. Um, I'm, con- can, yeah. I'm conveying it to yes, them. Yes, there you go. Um, but yeah, doing print work and, and extra work and um, just kind of grinding. And then um, ended up getting evicted, actually, from that. Oh, what happened? Uh, it's a long story, but to, to, to spare the time, I will say I was living with somebody who I was paying rent to, but he wasn't paying the rent. Oh. So we got, I got the door kicked in when I was at the place by myself. And they said, you have 10 minutes, you got to go. Like, okay. Six guys come in. And I just packed up um, a bunch of important items that, you know, I had in the room because I had moved all my college stuff. You didn't push back. I'd be like, can I have 20? No, no, <laughs> no. I was, I was so scared yeah. in the moment. Like I was in Harlem. I was 20 years old. I had no idea what was going on. How right. long had it been since rent had been paid? I have no idea. Okay. So it, I had been living there for about a year, almost a year. And I just assumed he was paying the rent. Yeah. You know, giving him the money. He's paying the rent. And he said he was, um, but I guess he wasn't. Mm. And I remember I was in the kitchen just making a peanut butter sandwich and they came in and I'm like, holy shit, you know, um, this is, I have no idea what this world right. is. And they just said, you know, he wasn't, hasn't been paying the rent. It's been, I said, I think it was at least three months. Mm. I, for some reason I remember that it could have been six. Um, and they said, get your important stuff and go, you'll have a chance to come back and get the rest later. I said, okay. So I just got all the important stuff, passports, checkbooks, things like that. Um, never had a chance to come back and get the other stuff. Mm. They said, you can pick it up. Uh, storage facility in Yonkers had my dad come up with a giant U-Haul and we took a U-Haul to Yonkers and that's a story in itself my dad <laughs> and I in a giant U-Haul going to Yonkers right. um, to the storage unit was hilarious but we went to the unit and it was kind of all picked through oh so so they you think they had gone through I don't it? know who it was I'm not going to blame anybody right. but I just know it was half, yeah. more than half gone and so I was like alright and then we loaded up a bunch of random stuff mm-hmm. in the truck and uh, drove back to there where they were living in New Jersey and from there I was just like you know this is a sign but all the, my commercial agent had been like you gotta go out to LA mm-hmm. um, so I packed up my car and paid up are there specific things that you are bummed that you lost no 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 because I mean it was all college stuff like I'd moved my college dorm from there 
to right. New York, you know? So it was like Playstations. And was it like your MC and... Escher poster of two hands drawing each other? <laughs> I know the one you're talking about, but I didn't <laughs> that. Have was that. from my, I'm older yeah. than you, so that was yeah. from my day. I know the one you're talking yeah. about, though, but I did not have that. So I was more like... birds. <laughs> Bob Marley? It, yeah, it was more like... It was more... Um, it was more like shoes was the big thing. Mm. I had like five pairs of shoes to my name up there, five mm-hmm. or six. And then the ones that I had on were the sixth pair and all five were gone because they mm. were sneakers. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, where are my shoes? Like, what's <laughs> happened? Um, but other than that, you know, it was just all little stuff. Clothes, like I said, PlayStation. They took uh, hats. Mm-hmm. Um, they took my dresser, which was weird. I can't say they took. It, for all Someone we know, it fell off dresser. the truck. You know? Right, yeah. Um, right. That's likely. <laughs> <laughs> for all we know, it's floating in the room. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, some of the, most of the stuff was pretty pretty random stuff. Thought experiment. Let's say you had a goldfish. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I keep thinking about... I'd take it. That was my... So when yeah. they gave you 10 minutes, you would have grabbed yeah. the goldfish. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an animal lover. Uh, so... so my husband, there was just a big fire in his building. Uh-oh. It actually was trending on Twitter. There were oh, these no. two fires in Brentwood, one at an apartment complex, and there's video um, footage of it, like very dramatic, like flames jumping out the windows, and people were rescued from the roof, and I think some people might have jumped. No one died, though. But then oh. across the street, there was an office building where there was a fire as well, and everyone wants to link them, but I don't think that they're linked. But So anyway, he had to work from home for like a week, which I liked, actually, sure. because mm-hmm. they they weren't allowing anyone into the building, but if there was something you needed to get from the building, then you had to sign, you could go, but you had to be escorted and you had to sign all this paperwork, mm. um, like saying that if, I don't know if you had a health, like if something yeah. bad happened to yeah. you, you're not going to hold them responsible. But I just kept thinking, cause I kept, I was saying to him like, <laughs> is there anything that you need on your desk? Like, you know, what do you have? And he has some pictures, but other than that, like, but I just kept thinking, and I don't know why. I kept thinking, did anyone have a goldfish? Oh my God. And is it okay? Who's feeding their fish? No, it's a. It's not a weird thought. It's not a weird thought. I, I mean, like I, like I, I assume no one would have like an office puppy or an office kitten or something we like hope. that. I hope, yeah. yeah. A goldfish. But someone might have a fish, yeah. and would who's you? feeding their would fish? You? I would. I would go back to get the fish. You'd go back to get the fish. Into oh, wait. a burning building. No, 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 no. So I'm asking, would you take it with you? Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, me too. And then I'd be like, God damn it, I wish I had one of those like goldfish containers with a lid that uh, I've seen people have before. So here's another question. Okay. To expand on yours. If the, if the fish that you cared so much for was in a giant tank, you couldn't carry the tank, what's your next move? I'd get a little container and I'd take that little, I'd fill it with water from the tank so mm-hmm. there's not a, you know, it's not shocked by the temperature. And then I'd take a little net that I would have because I'm a fish enthusiast. <laughs> so you do all this while the building is on fire? Oh, this while the building's on fire? Yeah. I assumed this was. This fiction. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. No. If the building's on fire. You grab it, you I, grab it and go? No, I think I think I dump the tank and try to put the fire out. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think I leave it because they're in water. Mm. I'm gonna hope for the best. (laughs) Is that bad? You know what's funny is I'm not really sure what that scenario is. Yeah, if there is a fire that engulfs the room and what happens to the tank? I mean, because glass is not gonna burn; it's gonna get warm though. Depending on the fire, the glass would melt. Also. What if I had one of those fancy wooden like cabinet stands? That's gonna go up. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. yeah. You know, here's the thing: if you have fish, you should keep each, you, you each of them to, in a bowl. Need, yeah, you guys need to think about this. In by the, way. Individual bowl. Hopefully, somebody's listening and going, "Oh my 
Yeah. <laughs> I need to change up my environment. <laughs> I really do. I need a <laughs> my contingency. Poor my poor fish Man. is in danger. You were on Hell's Kitchen as yourself? I I was playing a character. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, okay. I was myself. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I was playing did, Drew Van How did this happen? Um, it was just like this weird opportunity that they reached out to my publicist at the time. And my publicist was like, I'm not really sure how he feels, but let's figure it out. And it was right when I was doing training day. So they, they told me the opportunity and um, my family would like all watch the show and I kind of like reached out and they were like, yeah, you got to do it. You got to do it. And I had seen the show, obviously, of course. Um, it's the Gordon Ramsay cooking competition yeah, show. Yeah. So I was like, this would be fun, you know, and go sample a bunch of food and, you know, kind of see what happens. Yeah. But what they don't tell you is that they keep, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be saying this, but they keep refilling, <laughs> you are. Your, oh, they you keep are. refilling your drink because <laughs> oh. they don't want you to be seen on the ca- on camera with a low... Why? I don't know. Okay. Maybe so, for continuity? So yeah, maybe for continuity. So what they said was, you know, whatever you're going to drink, as far as if you're drinking alcohol, pick one and we'll have to stick with it for a while because, mm-hmm. you know, we're just going to keep refilling it. And so, you know, I brought like a couple of my friends and, and my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> and, you know, we're sitting there and, you know, after about 30, 45 minutes, you're, you know. Wasted. You're getting a little, you're getting a little drunk. You're getting buzzed and they keep just, you'll have your drink in your hand and everything is great. You're just eating this food and they'll just come and uh-huh. refill you. So you're getting a little buzzed and then by the end they're like, all right, so it's up to it's your table now. We're going to, you know, focus on you, Drew, and we're going to do the camera. We're going to ask you some questions, talk about the food. I'm like, okay, <laughs> couldn't I have gone first, you know? Um, but no, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. We had, we had, we had a good, we had some good laughs and that's good food and um, got to meet some cool people. Some guys from the Rams were there too. So. Do they typically have celebrities on the show? Um, I, I thought that season, I know okay. David Beckham was on it. Um, when at least that's what I remember. And they had a bunch of players from the Rams. Jared Goff was there, mm-hmm. the quarterback when we were there. Um, so maybe they were just doing, maybe it was a seasonal thing that mm-hmm. they just decided. But I remember looking at prior guests from that, from that season and they had, you know, so you move out to LA, mm-hmm. then what happened? Um, success overnight. <laughs> 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 Clearly. Um, no, no, I, I moved out to LA and I was fortunate though to have some, but you know, some connections in New York that, that set me up mm-hmm. with some, some meetings out here. Um, and I met a manager that I was with for a while and he was amazing. Um, and he kind of just took me under his wing and said, look, let's, let's run with this. You know, I, he, he believed in me and was like, let's, let's see where this goes. And, um, he got me, you know, opportunities and I ended up doing this show. I think I did a couple guest stars. I was on the show called, um, Greek. Mm. Oh yeah, which was a sh- um, it was a ABC Family, and then I was on Castle. I did an episode of Castle, and I died in Castle. It was like this amazing moment for me as an actor. And then I got a chance to do Tower Prep, which was um, like my first leading role. And that was kind of a situation where I was like, okay, now I'm going to find out if I really like this. If I really, you know, this is something because acting for me was like always a passion, a secret passion. Mm-hmm. But it was never like I meant to do this. Mm-hmm. So. It was a kind of a. I was really excited to do it because I got to star in you know my first show, and it was their first live action show. So they put you know a lot of time and effort and money into it, and um, it was an amazing character too. This high school, I played this high school character Ian, who was a bit of an outcast, but he had this like sixth sense, so like a spidey sense kind of, and it made him like um, this really really incredible martial artist, and um, 
you know, the show follows a, a group of students who wake up in this school and have no idea how they got there. And you find out that, you know, everybody in the school uh, has these unique abilities, mm. not quite superpowers, but they're just like heightened abilities. And it's very like Harry Potter-esque. It's very regimented. And, you know, it's very formal. And everyone seems to be kind of brainwashed except for myself and a group of three other students that we kind of pair up into this team. Mm. And the whole show follows us kind of trying to figure out and answer questions and, you know, save the day, but also like escape. And like we have no contact with the outside world. So it was a lot of fun. And I got to do my own stunts. Oh, well, I can't say do my own stunts. I got to participate in stunts and do all these crazy fight scenes and break glass and <laughs> jump through windows and stuff. Is it real glass? It's not real glass. No. Is it sugar glass? Is that a thing? I I think it is a thing. Yeah. But we had a lot of fun because it's like I could take one right now and just slam it over your head mm. and you, you'd be fine. Um, I'm not really sure what the... That could be a Googleable thing. Um, <laughs> the actual <laughs> definition is, you know, right. but I, I it was a lot of fun. But um, I actually met one of my best friends on the show. And we still, you know, are best mm-hmm. friends to this day. It's so. interesting that you, at that point, were like, well, now I get to see if I like acting. Because yeah. you've been pursuing it for a while at I've that pers- point, right? Well, uh, pursuing it for a while in the sense of, as a dream, pursuing it professionally for a very short period of time. Okay. Um, it had been about a year and a half professionally, oh. maybe even a year, just mm-hmm. professionally trying to do it. Um, and I got on set and I was like, okay, this is, I, like, I, I think I called my mom. And I was like, this is everything I thought it would be and more. Um, it was like, I, I, it was just, it was an overwhelming kind of surreal experience because I was not prepared for how, you know, actors are treated in the sense of like the, the cushiness of it mm-hmm. all. And um, especially kind of being a lead on a show. But what I loved was just the kind of like, creative aspect of it like that was my biggest thing was the imagination i always thought acting was like using your imagination and just Mm -hmm. playing and you know finally getting a chance to do that was you know it was a gift and it was like all right this is where i need to be this is where i want to be it just felt like it just felt comfortable it felt home it felt like um i was kind of welcomed in a way and did acting on a television set did that how did you feel about that versus on stage? Yeah, it's totally different, um, obviously. But, you know, the stuff that I... It's tough to say on stage because the stuff... was high school, it yeah. Was like, it was so sm- You know what I mean? It was not... I wasn't on Broadway or anything. Right. Um, but the stage was fun because at least it was so amateur that, like, we were all had no idea what we were doing. We just got to play. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, but acting on TV was totally different. It was something that I kind of had to adopt because there's a lot of marks on the ground you know what i mean there's a lot of like places you can't step and mm-hmm. the lighting stops here and you know what i mean right Things it's like, not just your performance it's, it's not like... just your performance it's very much a dance it's very mm-hmm. much you know a choreography so um it gave me a, a much grander i overall idea of what you know acting is and how much of it you know how much goes into it and that was another thing too mm-hmm. it's like it's not just you got the part action go you right. know the lighting and the sound and that was all things that were new to me so to kind of see it all unfold was mm-hmm. um, was pretty cool because it was early on in my career too. So to be able to get my own show that early on was 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 pretty awesome. So how was Pretty Little Liars? Terrible. <laughs> Did uh, nothing for your career. Nothing for me. I hated it. <laughs> no, it was great. That actually parlayed from the Tower Prep Tower. show. Uh-huh. Well, our showrunner uh, Glenn Morgan had um, he knew Marlene King from Pretty Little Liars, and I, I think the story I got is that. He, they, she was talking about how, 
one of the characters needed to, you know, be recast in the show and what the look was. And he was like, from the pilot, from the pilot. And he was like, I just worked with this guy on this tower prep show. He's great. You know, he's always on time. (laughs) (laughs) They're never going to have an issue with him. Um, and he was like, you know, give him a read. And she was like, okay. So I went in, I just got a call and went in and met Marlene and Oliver. And, um, they were just so, so unbelievably cool and warm and open and welcome. And, um, I read with them and, they were like, look, in the room. They're like, we'd love to have you. Wow. So it was awesome. It was this really cool feeling. And That's at the time, pretty unusual, right? It's very unusual. And at the time, the show wasn't the show. Do you know what I mean? It was still like very new and it was still like, oh, cool show. But like... It wasn't... Was it airing yet or no? It had aired yet. Yeah, it already aired. A season oh. one. It was the end of season one. Oh, so... Wait. So th- someone else played your character yeah. all throughout mm-hmm. season one? Mm-hmm. How did I miss that? Given that I'm not a real fan, I guess I'm not. <laughs> but I thought I w- I mean, I really wanted Arya and that guy to. Just, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Um, wait yeah, a minute. He, was he, he was your character in season one a lot? No. Okay. No. Well, that's it, that's what. Yes, happened. yes, yes. You're not. Yeah, you're thinking you're just missing this whole yeah. storyline. No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, he um he wasn't in it as much. He was, it was. Allison Sasha in the show it was her older brother. Right. So season one was still kind of getting used to the main characters yeah. and things like that. Wait, why did it. they he was in it. why did they recast him? Uh, I mean I'm putting you in awesome. Uh, yeah, position. you are. No, it's fine. I it, I don't really know the whole story, but I just I just heard that it wasn't really a cohesive it wasn't a good fit. fit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't a fit. There was a lot of um disagreements and a lot of um arguments i think that just they felt were not necessary for this time you know for this type of show and for for this character and it was just a headache i think there's a lot of late call times and things like that so um they just decided to to go in a different direction i don't know if they were going to cat like recast the role i don't know if they had an idea to recast it Mm -hmm. and then they met me and just said we're going to do it i don't know how it played out right i just know that that was so you came in for season two yeah season two and then you were there. You were on five seasons, but the the show had six, or the show had I was even on more than six that? seasons. Oh, six seasons. Okay. It went seven seasons. Got it. I think, or eight seasons. I think I trusted your IMDb, which is yeah, like yeah, I, don't, yeah, I should maybe, know better maybe, than maybe. than to do that. Um, you know what though? I, IMDb doesn't. I don't know. I don't know actually because I know I've looked on there and I've been like I know I've done mm-hmm. way more episodes than what they have. Right. So I don't know if it's accurate. I haven't looked at it in a while, yeah. but. So that I was a fun it, experience. It was a great experience. It was a great experience because they all kind of just meshed to a point where like it was so easy. You know what I mean? They all just fell into those mm-hmm. characters and fell into it very simultaneously. And, um, you know, all of us like actors that came on the show as, as guest actors and stuff, they were just, it was very easy. Like Marlene and Oliver set the tone right off the bat and, you know, the girls um, were all very sweet, you know, and, and open and welcome welcoming so it kind of just made it really easy and i remember everybody towards the later seasons like everybody wanted to get a guest star on there because they mm-hmm. knew like you know it's a good it's a good show and like right. it'll, you know gets a lot of views and it's popular and also like the, i think the reputation of um how fun it was to be on set you know with everybody from the cast to the crew to you know producers and hair and makeup and everybody so did you know how it was going to end like that i had no idea but the funny thing but is did they is, know i don't know if they knew people ask me that all the time and i'm like i have no idea i have no idea but they've they floated a lot of ideas around a lot of actors i know that mm-hmm. um what do you think about this or what do you think about that and, okay so and were, i don't know yeah. if they were doing it to throw us all off because right. like at one point we were all a 
You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, at one point, yeah. if we all so for anyone who hasn't seen it, there's this question. There's this character who's doing <laughs> bad stuff named who signs stuff A. Yeah. And so it's you're you're just like who is A from season to season? Who is A? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I always thought about that. If we had a table read, and like we all were around the table. It was kind of like this moment where we're all looking at each other. Like, <laughs> right. do we each have a secret? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they'd be like, don't tell anybody what we're uh-huh. um, And your character yeah. kind of switched around he's, about whether you were good or bad, yeah, he right? he floated. He floated. Yeah. Um, he was good. He was bad. He was good. He was bad. He was always mysterious, mm-hmm. which was kind of fun. Um, but yeah, he, he, he was a little bit of a roller coaster. <laughs> and then I just recently found out, just earlier today, mm-hmm. Lucy Hale, who played Aria, the one I mentioned before, yeah. had a crush on you and uh. wrote a country song about you, but it didn't <laughs> come out till years later that it was about you. Yeah. Did you know that she had a crush on you? Um, is she younger than you? She is younger than me. Are I, most of the, were most of the girls a little yeah, bit younger? Yeah, I think so. Except Sasha Troy. is super young, right? Sasha's very young. Yeah. I think Troy and I are the same age. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, they're all around the same age. Not too much younger, except for Sasha. Sasha's really young. Right. Um, but she's also very mature for her age, which is like, when I first met her, it was weird. I think when I first met her, she was 15. Wow. Wow. And she was like the most mature one on the whole entire <laughs> set. It's crazy. I mean, um, she's definitely an old soul and she's really, really sweet, which is great. But uh, I didn't know, I don't think I knew in the time the song, the song, is that what you're asking or did I know she had a crush on me? Did you know she had a crush on you? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I'll tell you my here's my small small issue with Pretty Little Liars and I wonder oh. if other people say this oh. this is a, definitely a good road to go down I think you'll enjoy <laughs> you'll enjoy this <laughs> things would happen on that show mm-hmm. where I'm like you would definitely be way more hurt and then they'd be fine in the mm-hmm. next scene oh it's absolutely a heightened um, reality yeah um, <laughs> there's a lot of things that happen on the show where you'd be like well that wouldn't work out <laughs> Right. That wouldn't fly. But you buy police. in. You're like, okay. Yeah, sure. They it's, really know. bounce back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get hurt. These yeah. People. Um, yeah, they definitely didn't live in the normal realm of law and society. Right. But, um, you know, then again, it's a TV show. And, yeah. You know. Um, so you said that your mom helped you when you proposed yeah. to your now fiance. Yeah. Um, how did the proposal go? And how long ago was this? This was um, not this last New Year's Eve, but the one before. Um, I did it in Iceland. Oh, wow. Which was great. Um, it went really well. I didn't have a plan, mm-hmm. so I had the ring with me at all times. Um, and we ended up on this black sand beach by ourselves. Um, sun was setting. And so I was kind of like, am I going to regret this if I don't do it? Uh-huh. You know? And so, were you like waiting for the? Were you repeatedly waiting for the right moment? And like, is this I w- right I, I wasn't. I wasn't. We were kind of going. I wanted to do the Northern Lights, mm-hmm. but what we quickly found out when we got there is that they're not guaranteed. So, I was like, all right, we have a lot of time. If it happens, it happens. This moment, I think something just kind of hit me. Um, it was too. It's like too perfect in mm-hmm. a weird way, and so I was like, okay, <laughs> go stand over there. And so she, we're on this like black sand beach. It looks like we're on Mars. I mean, mm-hmm. it's insane. Um, the sun is setting. And I said, just go stand over there. And I was like, I'm going to get a, uh, uh, I think I said a video, you know, so you could put it on your Instagram. And I knew she wouldn't turn around, you know, <laughs> it's for the Instagram. So I set, I got my bag out. I got the ring out, set my phone up and just hit record. I didn't even look to see if it was like we were in frame or uh-huh. not. And then I just walked over and, you know, got down on one knee. And she said she had some 
idea. But mm-hmm. I personally think she had zero. But she was, <laughs> you know, totally surprised nonetheless. So, right. Um, it, it actually kind of shocked my, like I shocked myself in how well it went. Because mm-hmm. I was not prepared. I was like, you know, I'm going to wing it. Right. And it just went, it went really well. Yeah. She and was totally caught off guard. Are you guys planning a wedding? Not yet. Um, we kind of just decided, you know, we're going to take it one day at a time. I was really busy. She is busy. Um, and does so... She, does she act? She does, yeah. And so she... We just kind of like... We're on the same page as far as we're not in a rush, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And um, we know we're, we're not going to do anything probably extravagant or grandiose or anything, but um, we just kind of want to take it day by day. And we've been really having fun you know just being engaged i know mm-hmm. it doesn't change that much but um we're not in any rush to to kind of take that next step and you know right so we'll see how'd you guys we meet? do we do plan on getting married if that's what you're asking but we're just not you know not in a rush yeah, yeah. how'd you guys meet we met at a bar that she worked at that i was with i went to the bar with a couple friends and we had two two or one or two mutual friends that introduced us mm-hmm. and um we met and then, you know, it wasn't like overnight or anything. We we instantly had this connection. Um, but it kind of, I was very busy and in my own head and in my own world and doing my own thing. And I am going to be an actor. So it kind of, you know, slowly, slowly kind of took off. But she was always somebody who, I don't know if you have this with your husband. I'm sure you do. hope you do. Um, I don't care for him much. <laughs> We're like, I just like. I'm we, committed, but. Yeah, you're in too deep at this point. <laughs> like we have kids. It's yeah. tough. Um we just we just felt like I felt like she was my best friend, or like I had known her previously yes. in a yeah. way. Like it's I was like, like familiar. Yeah, it was too. Kinda. It was almost too comfortable, and I'd yeah. only known her for a week, you know. So, um, I knew even at that young state, like I knew it was something. I just didn't know what it was. You yeah, know, I was kind of blind to the idea of love at the time and um, what it could be, or mm-hmm. you know, what this relationship even meant. So, um, it slowly progressed. You know, it was a, it was a it was a slow start, but. Um, that was why, seven years ago. Why were you blind? To the, or what do you mean by I that? I think I was blind just to the sense of, like I said, I was just, I moved out here. And to me, having like an athlete background, it was always like work first. And like, it's just instilled in you to, you know, accomplish your goal, then have fun or everything kind of falls into place. And like moving out here was, well, I didn't come out here to find a relationship, mm. you know? Um, it was so far in the back of my mind. It was always just like, career first and and because i was still figuring it out i was learning you know what i mean Mm. i had no idea what i was doing just kind of picking up the pieces as as i went and um when i met her it was one of those things like i'm not ready for you Mm -hmm. but i can't deny it you know what i'm saying it was very much this like push and pull and this tug and that's kind of why i related to to the, the story of spy you know it's like this idea of like i was living this adventurous life traveling a lot and doing this acting and all this stuff versus the security of having a relationship that you you know, enjoy being in and, um, we're very much homebodies and we love, you know, our bubble and stuff, but we also love to travel and, and, you know, experience different cultures and get out and we travel a lot. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm somebody like, I like to jump out of airplanes. I like to climb mountains. you know, I'm very adventurous. So I, I, I struggle with that adventure versus security, which is, you know, what Corey is doing in the film. So, um, part of the reason why, why I spoke, this film spoke to me so much. So mm-hmm. 
Um, that was kind of why I was blind to it. I just, I don't think I was ready. Right. I don't think I was ready for that. Right. Like you had maybe had it in your head that it's going to happen at a certain point. Yes, exactly. I, I always yeah. felt like, you know, at some point it's going to happen, but it's going to be when I'm ready. Mm. And of that's, course, as we know, that's not how life works. That's <laughs> what happened with my husband and me as well. I yeah. had just moved back to California. I was living in New York and yeah. I met him and I felt a connection and I was very drawn to him, yeah. but I was like, it's insane that I would, my li- my life felt like it was in so much turmoil. Like I was living at my parents' house again in Orange County. I was working in LA. I was commuting. Um, and I was like, everything's in flux. Right. This is the wrong time for me to get into a relationship. So yeah. therefore we're just going to be friends. But then that, you know. Yeah, you it, can't really control that. Right, <laughs> right. But I know what you mean about yeah. like the time. This is not the right time. Yeah, it's not this. the right time. I fought it for a while. I don't know if you did. I kind of fought mm-hmm. it for a little bit and, um, not to say she was just banging down my door, but you know, I, I think we both kind of fought it a little bit. But um, it was definitely one of those moments where I had a realization where I was like, "All right, stop!" You know, it was like you're going to either lose this person mm-hmm. who you clearly have something really special with, or you know, wake up. Right. So for me, it was it was it was a clear choice. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what's her name? Do you say her name? I her, yeah, her name's Marky, but um. Yeah, I don't really talk too much about it just because, you know, we've always had this little bit of privacy, this, this air of... Well, that's gone now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no. I mean, she's very... I mean, we have Instagram, let's right. be honest, you know what I mean? Um, and she's very active and I'm active on there, but um, I've just always... I've always... I don't know. I think I... I, 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 I don't want to say grew up, but I studied film and... and celebrityism from a different era mm-hmm. and it's like you know i just really i always love the denzels and like the matt damons and and people that you just don't really know a lot about and people that have a, a bit of mystere to them because y- y- you know in in my opinion it's kind of like you're an actor you know what i mean you don't that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be on the t- in the tabloids every single day mm-hmm. you know um, so I try to keep my, my personal life as, as public as I can <laughs> with this day of social media. And, as private as you can? You mean? Uh, sorry, as private as I can. And, you know, there's just cameras all the time. And yeah. I don't mean like paparazzi cameras. I mean like cell phone cameras. Right. You know what I mean? People are always videoing. You're always out. You're always, yeah. you know, whatever. So um, I, I, I don't really fight it as much. But, of course, if I could, I'd be, you know, as private as possible just because, you know. Do you deal with paparazzis? Yeah, every now and again. Um, you know, I think living in this town, you kind of get accustomed to it. I mean, you know, I'm not... So Tony and I can't go anywhere. I was going to say, it must be tough. <laughs> they're All right those, outside the studio. They're waiting, yeah. they're knocking on the door. And those um, planes that you hear going over, yeah, that's they're, not the airport. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not that. I'm not at that level. But, um, you know, every now and again, mm-hmm. somebody, they're like, we recognize him. Right. Or they think I'm somebody else and they start just <laughs> flashing, you know what I mean? Who do they think you are? Oh, I don't know. You look like Brad Pitt a bit, but I mean, I... I get that. Not yeah. in a... Yeah. <laughs> I get that all the time. Yeah. Um, I was just, Brittany was just saying Brittany that as well. Long. But yeah, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know who I look like, who they think I would be. Right. If it's not Brad Pitt, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we have prepared a little quiz for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Prepared's a strong word. We are going to attempt to do a little quiz with you. Mm-hmm. Anything could happen. This was... We've been planning it for months, but who knows? But it's going <laughs> to... Here's the, the truth. It's been years in the making, but... 
the uh, magic of us is that it's going to seem slapped together last minute. Okay. That's, a, that's by design. Mm-hmm. Now, how versed would you say you are in spy movies? Oh, boy. Um, dude. Your answer's not going to affect anything. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just thinking, like, <laughs> decently... Well, Maybe? we'll we'll find out. <laughs> We've selected mm-hmm. some some famous spy theme musics. Oh boy, <laughs> spy theme musics. Okay. Yeah, this is a spy, quiz of spy theme musics. <laughs> yeah. No, and, that I don't. That I don't know. Oh. Well, actually, no, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll see. give it a shot. Yeah, give yeah. It a, some of these. Are, some of these are I think are easy. easy. Yeah. So the question is, can you name the movie that the song goes to with? Mm. Okay. Let's try. Let's start with. Uh, <laughs> Number one. You want to you want to start easy? He's yeah, like, we're gonna give him the, we're gonna give All him right. a big one on the. How right. many are there, by the way? Uh, I have five That's... total, but but well, actually one of them is not actually from a movie, but it is a a spy themed song that okay. popped into my head. Five, Tony, <laughs> so. for all those years that I had been planning this, I was thinking yeah. five is the perfect number. It well, so number. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> We've been on the same wavelength for right, years. Well, 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 I like your jacket, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we'll start easy here. <clears throat> okay. Do you I, know? I'm going to give you the... Oh, I have to give you the actual specific? Uh, or is this just... We will accept anything. Well, we'll accept James Bond. Yeah. We'll accept Correct. 007. Yeah. Okay. But right. if you can name the specific, right? Well, specific, oh, I, oh, it's, I don't. It's, it's, I in, don't it's in every single movie, yeah. isn't it? Then it's I think then so. j- ding ding. You got that correct. <laughs> can you play something to ding him correct? Oh boy, uh, I'm making you switch between browser windows. <laughs> uh, Here, how about this? Ding, ding. correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tony played that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, number two. Number two. Um, all right, here we go. Awesome power. Mm-hmm. Is this is this is, now that's another one. Is that a is that a, a specific No, it's not, right? It's not specific to any certain, I believe they use this in all of them. In all yeah, of them, right? I think kind so. A, yeah, yeah. But this yeah, is yeah. this is from the specifically from the first I movie, but I believe they're I haven't they're heard in all that I haven't heard that theme in a, in a long time. It brought a smile to my face. <laughs> two out of two. My god, you're crushing and this. This is when it goes down. <laughs> oh yeah, they're, they're well, get, we'll see. They they do get uh yeah. All right. I'll do the other easy one. Here we go. There you go. Three out of three. My God. I, by the way, I almost said something totally embarrassing. I'm not going to tell you what it was. Oh, well, now you have. So to. I got it right. Just know that. Yeah, now you have to tell us. <laughs> I was. Would you almost say monsters? Uh, <laughs> monsters. Monsters. Oh no. Yeah. No. Why? Not. I don't know. It just popped into <laughs> my. It popped in my head is something embarrassing. I was trying to give offer you something embarrassing, no. so that then you could say no. I was going to say. I this. was going to say in my mind. I wasn't actually going to say this, but in my mind for some reason Leonardo DiCaprio popped into my head. And oh. that's obviously not who the actor is. Right. But I knew Mission Impossible, but I was, but Leo popped in for some got reason. Got it. He got big and- Leo energy from that song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Tom, Can you go? Tom would have been Four for four. All right. This is the this one, your hint is that this one is not actually well to is my this, I, I believe it's the- actually from a TV show, not a movie. Ooh. And it's very old, but uh, we'll 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 see how you do here. This is a curveball a little bit. Okay. Oh. There's a man 
life of danger. Eventually, yeah. It does, does. I'm going to fade out before that happens. Yeah. I don't know. What era? I believe this is 60s. 60s, okay. Spy. Spy. I'm cutting it out there. What is it? Wait. Secret, Secret agent, agent man. man. Secret agent. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Why? I didn't know that that was a show. Oh. I know. I just knew it as a song. I knew it as a song. Yeah. I, yeah and the I song believe. was in my head. I, I should have just said the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And pretended oh, so like, you knew that I it was, knew the song, but I yeah. should have just said it, pretended as if I knew the show. <laughs> right. All right. Three out of four is not bad. No. Okay. Never, can bad. we get four out of five? I, if, if anyone gets this one, I'm going to be shocked. Okay. okay. I'm just going to... Uh, this is another movie. Okay. And it's old. Uh, this is 80s. Oh. And uh, it's not going to be... Yeah, just the the movie here. And again, no one's going to know this. Well, you know... But I hope... Oh. A listener, please, if you if you know... Just tweet say I like this hey, promising. Attitude. I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> yeah. I just I couldn't think of a fifth one, so here we go. This may say the name sooner than I know. Well, yeah. Was that it? <laughs> yeah. Because by the way, I knew right away. <laughs> did you? No, 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 no. Oh, well. I did not know the song. But <laughs> did you? Nope, spies but I'm going to guess like it's us. Spies Like Us. Yeah, there you go. I feel like you got three out of three, and those other two don't count. You yeah. win. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's not a, yeah. it's not exactly like a huge, a huge you know, field to pick from. You know what's so funny is I, I was watching, like, doing, before I did this movie, I was watching old spy movies, because, like, it has very, it's not more new age James Bond, it's very, like, old, you know, old school. Um, and I came across the movie, um, Our Man Flint. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. Uh, I've but heard it ha- of but it. But the theme song is very similar to. Uh, is that James Coburn? Yes, it is. Okay, yeah, yes, it is. It's actually really, it's actually really good. Yeah, I'd never seen it, obviously. Um, but it's really good. It's you know, different kind of take on the spy version, but so it was ours. So, Drew Van Acker, it yes. was so nice having you on the show. Everyone, no. go out and watch Spy Intervention. Spy Intervention. Uh, it's streaming. Get it video on demand. It's also in some select theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, tell everyone, is there anything yeah. else you'd like to plug? Um, I don't know about plug, but I just, yeah, you know, I, or I mention the, the, the movies, you know, it's very unique. It's, it's, it's an intentional stylized, um, fable fairy tale take on the spy genre, you know? And, um, I think the biggest thing is kind of letting the audience understand that while when going into it, you know, mm-hmm. it's all very intentional. Um, like I said, the biggest thing is kind of like understanding that it, it's meant to kind of take place in these dioramas, and um, once you once you kind of understand that, you get to you get to throw yourself into that world, and that's kind of the biggest thing, you know, is understanding that aspect of mm-hmm. what style the film is. You know, it's very Wes Anderson. Um, it's very much uh, a, a, a unique vision on on the spy genre. Right. So it's fun. It's a perfect date movie. Valentine's yes, Day or later. Maybe if you don't get to it on Valentine's <laughs> Day, you can you can see it later. Um it's not it's it's fun, it's quirky, it's a bit romantic, mm-hmm. bit not, bit action. And all the supporting people are really good too. Yeah, we got a lot of good actors. I mean Blake Like Anderson, Brittany. Blake is, is hilarious. I learned a lot from him. Same with Brittany, you know, just watching those two comedic actors, just, mm-hmm. you know, kind of learning and soaking it up. Poppy's hilarious. Um 
she's so sweet and she was so present in all the scenes. It was just very right. easy to kind of work with her. Um, Max, Max Silvestri. Silvestri. He's, I don't know if you've met him before or not. No, I like... He's like one of my favorite people. No of him. He's Um, great. He's absolutely fantastic. And he's one of those people that... His comedy is very dry, but Mm -hmm. he's like... It's which I love. And my favorite thing was to kind of just sit in my cast chair next to him. You know what I mean? Or like eat lunch with him because Uh that's when the stories kind of unfold. And he's he's genius. Yeah. I would love to work with him again. He's absolutely hilarious. And I, I like really like um, Brian Saka. Saka, Saka, yeah, he's yeah. amazing. He's absolutely, and obviously he's hilarious as well. Mm-hmm. He was great too. He kind of, um, you know, came on and, and brought this. Um, I don't want to say like fatherly figure in a weird way, but he kind he of is had, a dad though. He, yeah, he did. <laughs> he is, and he like he kind of brought that to the set, and it kind of like created this calmness, this uh-huh. stillness to the set in a weird way. Um, and he was fantastic. He's the same. He's the same as Max. Like you just want to sit yeah. next to him and kind of like pick his brain. He and, like, does have, ask. Tell me a story. You know he what I mean? He does have a fatherly energy. Absolutely. I, um, hosted this, or I was like the, I moderated this Q and A for TBS is wrecked. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. When when they didn't know if it was coming back, and then it actually didn't come back. Yeah. Uh, but He's great um, yeah, but but I was very pregnant with my second son at the time, and yeah. I was talking to him, um, and like instantly beforehand before we went on we were talking about kid stuff and so i get the i get the fatherly thing that's his <laughs> yeah, thing it is it's like a, it's like an energy um and it was weird because i felt that even before i knew he was like a, a, a father, dad yeah you know? and um of course you know show me pictures of his kids and he's yeah. just that guy but it's so endearing with him yeah you know what i mean um and he's also someone who's hilarious so it's for me it's like i just kind of sat back and i would find myself falling out of scenes you know mm. and not being as present because i'm just watching all these people and i'm like oh um can we, we gotta cut <laughs> can we do it again um but yeah we have, we have great cast yeah. you know we have a great cast the movies the movies a lot of fun and it's and it's different too it's unique mm. it's original so um i think people really like it everyone go watch that movie go watch that movie follow me on twitter and instagram at allison rosen mm-hmm. i'm on patreon patreon.com slash allison rosen i'm also on cameo and check out my other podcast uh childish and um anything else allisonrosen.com tony at tony thaxton on twitter and instagram and my podcast bizarre albums every tuesday perfect thank you again for doing the show oh no, you guys are great this is this was fantastic listeners thank yeah. you for listening i love you goodbye about the Allison Rosen Show. We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen.